We already started. Amen. Hey, good morning, everybody. So glad you're with us this morning here at Grace Summit Church. Turn to look at your neighbor and say, I'm glad you're here. God is good. God is good to me. And they say all the time. I mean, who's ever heard that? I think I told this last week, um, you know, a lot of churches will say God is good and everybody responds all the time and then all the time God is good. And I was at the Salvation Army event and it's a lot of men and um, it's all, it was a men's event, it's all men, but there was a lot of men there from this one church and uh, um, a lot of men going through transitions and God delivering them from alcohol and drugs. I mean, it's, just, it's, it's one of the neatest events always. And uh, I always cry while I'm there and I cry when I leave. And, but this, every time it cracked me up, the leader would go, God is good. And everybody, all the time. And then he'd say, and all the time, God is good. And man, the first time they did it, they would always go, whoop, there it is, every time. And uh, his face just kind of plastered over the first time. He looked at it, he goes, I kind of like that. And so uh, uh, it became the mantra of the camp. So if, if you ever want to go a whoop, there it is, you have full liberty here. Can I have an amen? So glad to have you. You will stand with me. We're going to just start our service. Uh, got a a couple things today uh, to do, and uh, uh, apart from church, I mean, apart from what we'd call our regular service, but it's a good day, amen? A good day to be alive, it's a good day to be uh, alive for Jesus, and it's a good day to live in. Who in here knows that this day has a lot of controversies, a lot of problems, but that's why God puts you here because you are one of the answers to that problem. Samuel, he didn't choose you for way in the past when we didn't have all those problems. He chose you for the day that we do have problems because who in here knows they had problems too? But he put them there. But this is our day. So let's celebrate this day. Amen. Amen. Father, we bow our heads and we thank you that this is the day you have made, that we will rejoice and be glad in it. We thank you, Father, for all the things that will take place today, for all the, um, the, the, the ministry that will take place. We thank you, Father, for everyone who's online right now and during the rest of the week. We bless them. We thank you, Father, for their uh, partnership with us as we partner with them and believe for your hand to be upon their life in every situation. And Father, we give you this service. Thank you, Father. This is the day you have made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. And everybody say amen. amen. And Father, we thank you that everything in this service will bring glory to you and preach the word of God uncompromised with full of love and joy to anyone who hears it. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. We're going to praise him this morning. Let's do this together. We worship the God who was, we worship the God who is, we worship the God who evermore will be. He opened the prison doors, he parted the raging seas, my God, he holds the victory, let's sing this. There's joy in the house of the Lord, there's joy in the house of the Lord today. And we won't be quiet, we shout out your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord, our God is surely in this place. And we won't be quiet, we shout out your praise. Woo! 
sing this. We sing to the God who heals. We sing to the God who heals. We sing to the God who saves. We sing to the God who always makes a way. Cause he hung up on that cross and he rose up from that grave. My God still rolling stones away. We were the beggars, but we're royal. We were the beggars, now we're royalty. We were the prisoners, now we're running free. We are forgiven, accepted, redeemed by His grace. Let the house of the Lord sing praise. Let's sing that out again. We were the beggars, now we're royalty. Now we're running free. We are accepted, accepted, redeemed by His grace. Let the house of the Lord sing praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. There's joy in the house of the Lord today. And we won't be quiet. We shout out your praise. There's joy in the We shout out your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. Our God is surely in this place. And we won't be quiet. We shout out your praise. Shout out your praise. Lord, we shout out. We shout out your praise. We thank you, God. We shout out. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Father God, for all of your goodness, for everything you're worthy of of praise, Father God. We could praise you for the rest of our days and it wouldn't be enough. In Jesus' name, we thank you for being here in this place today, that you are here present with us, moving and working. In Jesus' name.
this one I love it so much because it sounds like a challenge like I'm daring you to find another king I'm daring you to find another king that could do the things that he's done for me it's a challenge to the world that there is no other name there is no higher name there is no more powerful name in all of the world in Jesus name let's sing this out there's never been a love oh there's never been a love so great he died so we could live then he rose up from that grave name another king like this and all authority forever belongs to him he reigns in victory name another king like this there's never been a love so great he died so we could live then he rose up from that grave name another king like this now all authority forever belongs to him he reigns in victory name another king like this 
above all names, that you are the conqueror of all things, that we can stand and praise you while you win the wars, Father God. In Jesus' name. Before we sing this next song together, as always, we always want to offer a moment for prayer and partnership together, believing and standing on his word with you for anything, whether you think it's small, whether you think it's too large, God cares about all of it. So we wanna invite you as our prayer team and our staff comes forward to pray with you. If you have anything in your life that you're believing for breakthrough in, redemption, miracles, our prayer team would love to pray with you this morning. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for those that are gonna come forward in the next few minutes. We thank you for those that aren't coming forward, that are with us online, that are praying and believing and that you're meeting them where they are this morning in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Captivator of the searching heart This Jesus, how precious Nander of a million shattered parts this Jesus, relentless, oh, oh, this Jesus. So wonderful, so beautiful. 
up. Father, we thank you right now. We praise you and give you glory and honor. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. With me, how great He's connecting that again. Great our God, sing with me how great our God, and all will see how great, how great our God. He's the name above all names, worthy of all praise, and my heart will sing how great is our God. He's a good God, amen. And everybody say amen. I am. Um, if you will, just keep your hands up for a moment. Father, we thank you right now. We thank you, Father, right now for your goodness in all things. In Jesus' name, thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your mercy upon our lives in this day. Thank you, Father, for your kind-heartedness towards us. Even when we were uh, in sin and trespasses, you were kind-hearted to us. In Jesus' name. And even though we're in the family, you're still kind-hearted. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Everybody say amen. 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 Turn around and greet somebody around you, if you will. And, uh, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 
Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. And you may be seated. I, um, hallelujah. We're going to, um, and just keep that music kind of going for a moment. I, uh, you know, um, couple things real quick before we go too much further. I, uh, I want to thank everybody for last weekend. Last weekend was uh, Pastor Appreciation, and uh, all that presentation was so sweet um, <laughs> and um, funny and, and, uh, uh, and kind of evil all at the same time because I had, ate, I had eaten no sweets, and we nailed off about all of it. Amen? And uh, I ate the $100,000 bar. I ate the Snickers things. I ate the Nestle Crunch bar. I hadn't had one of those in years. That was, that's what started it all. I looked at Lisa, I said, I'll, I'll just eat this. And then I just ate everything else I wanted to. Amen. It was Sunday, praise God. I'm under grace on Sunday. And uh, so thank y'all so much and for your giving and for your love. Um, always blesses us. And um, we count it a privilege and an honor uh, to pastor uh, you and to, to everybody online. And um, we thank you so much. Amen. Another thing that was great last week was the baptism. And uh, so give them a good hand clap. Amen. If you see them, hug them and uh, celebrate with them. I, uh, that's always a trip of privilege. I know, I think I said it. Uh, Karen is not here today. She's actually on a business uh, trip and uh, training. And so, but she actually did not want me to, she did not want to do the pastor appreciation on a day I was going to baptize somebody. And I, I think I said this last week. To me, that was just a fun moment. Uh, I'll do that any day. Amen. That's, that's, that's nothing, nothing we need to get ready for. I always want warm water. Can I have an amen? But I've done them in freezing temperatures too. And uh, uh, it's amazing how quickly they come out of that water. Amen. You know, and if there's more than one, it's sad how long I have to stay in that water. And, uh, but it's always a blessing. And so that was such a treat last week. But this is another treat right now we get to do as a, as a church body. And uh, uh, Matt and Ara Bryan, I have known, I guess since 01, right after we moved here, I, I met Matt and and they were dating, and uh, I guess y'all were dating then. I mean, I saw y'all together all the time. If y'all weren't, y'all were deep undercover, and uh, and I didn't know it, but I, I think y'all were. And um, actually, the first wedding that ever took place in this facility, I conducted, uh, and it was their wedding. And um, and then, uh, huh? 18 years, amen? I, I've said this, and, I'm, and I mean this, and, I, and I've told uh, Aura this. Um, um, so you're how old? Yeah. 43? Wow. When R is 22 and uh, got four kids. And, and um, it's been funny. My relationship with them has always been very strong. Um, I forget which one it was. I just walked up to her and I felt it in my heart. And I looked at her and I said, when are y'all having that baby? And she said, Pastor Chris, don't. You know, I'm like, well, I didn't do nothing. Can I have an amen? I'm, I'm, I'm just, you know, and sure enough. And she looked at me this morning and she goes, don't you do that again. Amen. <laughs> and, uh, and I told her, I actually uh, had that not long ago happen with my niece. I walked up and out of the blue, she had no clue. I said, when y'all having that baby? And um, she goes, well, Uncle Chris, I'm not that, I'm not fat. I said, I didn't say you were. I said, y'all just going to have a baby, ain't you? So went home and took a test and they having a baby. And um, 
but I'm only going to use these powers for good. Can I have an amen? Yeah. I did have a lady years ago. She looked at me. She said, so help me God, if you lay hands on me, I will break your arm. She goes, I'm not doing that again. But um, I've had the privilege of dedicating all their children. And... Um, You've always been so close, uh, and uh, I've said this for years, and I, I want to say it publicly, and uh, y'all do it right. Y'all do the whole parenting and uh, good parents, um, good, good with each other. Uh, who in here knows marriage is sometimes hard? And throw kids in the mix, it ain't any easier. I always think it's funny, those people who say, well, we're going to have a baby to see if it helps us out. You might as well go get a divorce attorney because if there's anything going to split, especially when that kid goes and says, mama said I could do this and daddy said I could do that. And you find out that beautiful angelic seven-year-old's playing y'all like a harp. Can I have an amen? And, uh, but y'all do, y'all do it so well. And I've always was. Now, the only thing they've ever done in life that I did not like was they moved towards Griffin. Of which, when I went and visited y'all one time, I got a speeding ticket off one of those camera things. I did. And uh, technically, Lisa got it because it was her car. Can I have an amen? But I was driving. And, um, but anyway, so we get the great privilege today to uh, dedicate Mia. And uh, so if y'all will come up, and uh, this is their fourth. And um, I started a long time ago. Uh, if I have kids around, I'm going to give them candy. And uh, much to the chagrin of Ara, I've always taken care of these three here. So immediately after service, find me and we will go to the office and get candy. Okay? Just like always. I will always take care of y'all. Okay, y'all, come on up here so everybody can see. Um, and this is Miss Mia. She is, um, we would have done this earlier. Is this the fifth time or sixth time this is scheduled? Easily the sixth. And uh, who in here knows Satan always tries to interfere in certain things? And sadly, most people just say, well, we'll, we'll quit. No, you just keep, you keep fighting. Can I have an amen? You just fight. You fight life through. And um, I don't know if Mia is happy with me or scared of me. She's the issue, but she keeps looking at me going, like, I will get away from that man with the microphone. And um, y'all come on up too. Amen. I won't. Oh, you need pictures, don't you? Give your phone to her, and y'all come up here too. Uh, this is uh, Matt's dad. And, uh, it's funny you said um, when you were talking about how you prophesied over, you know, people being pregnant. Before I knew Arla was pregnant with Mia, um, I had a dream that she was pregnant. And then after she told me she was pregnant, I had a dream that she came and told me that it was a girl and that it was a girl. Well, amen. Cool. amen. Well, who in here knows God speaks to us? Amen. Oh, wait a minute. Stop. I'm, I'm just going to interrupt. Come here, Mama. I haven't <laughs> seen you in so long. Oh, How are you? I'm doing very good. And so it's, um, I'm not going to take her. I'm not, I want to leave her take, with you. Her. You think she'll come? She'll come. Okay, we're not doing that. I think we are not messing up the, the, the spirit. Um, let me have some oil. I, um, you know, pe so, sometimes people... And uh, this is the point I want to make to everybody, especially online. Sometimes we do not put attention to certain ceremonies, especially in spirit-filled charismatic services, circles. We, we, we just take it for granted. But this is a moment. I know one thing that I always ministered to my mom 
and I didn't know this for a long time, is during my baby dedication, we grew up Church of God Pentecostal, and uh, she said that while the pastor was praying, she said it's like he stopped and shifted gears and prayed in tongues over me for a long time. And even when my mama was lost and not serving God, tears would run down her face every time she talked about it. And it reminded her of God's covenant to her as a mom, but also to me as a child. And so that's the part where we do. You know, baby dedication doesn't bring salvation. Everybody say amen. amen. But it is a part, and we can see it all through the Old Testament where the fathers would bless their children. And there is a huge power in blessing our children. And everybody say amen. amen. I'll throw one more. There's even huge power in blessing other children amen. because some parents don't do that. And you as a Christian, as a spirit-filled Christian, have a, the privilege to speak life into other people especially other children. So we get to do that today for Mia. And we got mama and daddy and everybody up here. And, uh, and aren't they just a good looking family? Amen. Amen. We're doing a photo shoot. Y'all are going to be the face. Amen. Okay. Amen. Father, in Jesus' name, we just lay hands on Father and on Mama. Right now, Father, believing for your anointing to be upon them all the days of their life as they shepherd, as they lead, as they love this whole family. But Father, today we take special notice to dedicate this beautiful child, Mia. We lay hands upon her and we thank you, Father, that your goodness is always shown to her. Your face is always appearing to her. That Father, from a child we proclaim over her, she will know you all the days of her life. And that Father, they, they, these good parents will train her in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord and she will never depart from it. Father, we don't pray that they come back. We thank you, Father, they never depart from the knowledge of the Lord and the call of God that is on their life. And Father, over this child, we speak healing. We speak healing and wholeness over every one of this family. We thank you, Father, that every sickness, every disease, every infirmity, that whatever attack them has to cease and to stop even before it starts. And we thank you, Father, that these eyes and these ears and these toes and these feet run to you and preach your gospel they hear your word and they see great visions that you give for them. And that, Father, this family has set themselves apart unto you. And that, Father, by the same token and covenant, you set yourself apart unto them. And you breathe life into them. You meet every need they have. And you help them transition from one stage to the next with great grace, with great peace, and great joy in Jesus' name. And, Father, as a church, we bless them. We love them. We stretch forth our hands to them and we thank you, Father, that they are part of our lives and part of our hearts. In Jesus' name. And everybody says amen. amen. Give them a good hand clap. Ain't she beautiful? Ain't she beautiful? Amen. Amen. Hold on. Give them another good hand clap, amen. And um, I, um, well, I didn't know that was in there. If you got your Bibles, I'm just going to use this verse real quick as we get ready to um, receive our uh, 
tithes and offerings, but I also want to encourage you, uh, if you can't do that, give me some more music. Give me something. Give me something. As, uh, as Brother Swagger used to say, give me some given music. Amen. Um, I um, always love that. Um, I want to do a couple things right before we get ready to receive the offering. Uh, a week from yesterday is our fall festival. So that is this coming Saturday night. Um, if we can pop the slide up there for that. It's uh, from 7 to 9. Uh, of course, since this is a church event, there will be fireworks. Can I have an amen? Uh, there's also games and face painting and hayride. The hayride's always fun. Weather's supposed to be good. If there is a rain date, it will be the 29th. But here's what I need. If, if, uh, if you did not get a... And when last week was a little bit uh, different, so I didn't get to really push this personally. But we had uh, connection, uh, little cards, not connection cards, like that, uh, on the seats and a number of people, uh, because I mentioned it right at the very beginning, but not everybody was inside, if you can volunteer to be a part. And I know we've already got a couple people who are driving the hayride and helping with that and uh, bringing the tractor. And we've, we've got to uh, make sure we have straw. If not, that's going to really be a sad hayride. Amen. Because who in here knows the first priority of the hayride? is the hay. Amen. Um, although I did something one time when I was a youth pastor. It was raining, so we couldn't have the hay ride. So I took the church bus and put four bells of hay inside the bus. Uh, that was not a real wise idea. Amen. Uh, that, was all, that was never totally cleaned up. But it was a fun night, and um, those kids loved it. So uh, but that's coming this coming Saturday night. And if you can volunteer, be a part. Last year was probably, and I said it was probably the best uh, volunteered worked event we've ever done. Uh, we had more than enough volunteers. Who in here knows that if everybody does a little, nobody has to do a lot. And so if you need a card, if you would like to volunteer, uh, hold your hand up. I hate to put you on the spot, but if you can, I want to challenge you too. Hold your hand up. Our ushers will get you a card. I, I hate doing that. I know in 2023, we're in the age where we don't do that no more. Nobody wants to raise their hand. But, but I'm going to ask. Now we may have got, but I'm just going to say this too. We, we need the extra help. Um, uh, we've got a, we had a good many turned in last week, but not, in my opinion, nearly enough. So um, if you show up, just going to throw this out, and you're not working, we may have battlefield promotions, okay, on <laughs> the moment. And, uh, um, you know, you, you, you just do what you have to do in that situation. Uh, not doing that to make you make feel bad, but um, there, there's sometimes, and I know sometimes, um, I had a young kid, he came to church with, with us for years, and a good kid, and I used to ask him so many times, I'd say, um, uh, and I just wanted him to be involved, and have some connection. I'd say, what, you know, what, what do you want to do? He'd, he'd always throw out and get real spiritual with me, and he was a goofy teenager. He'd say, well, my ministry's just to be and I said, your ministry is to be stupid if you don't stop. And he would laugh and we would joke. Well, he started going to another church. And man, I mean, he just started doing everything. I found out later one of the reasons he started doing everything was it was a good looking girl in all that everything. Um, I just don't know if God blesses it that much when we, let make sure we don't have our priorities right. And, you know, God never allows us to just be. God never wants us to just be. We are called to be givers of life to people. Um, somebody says, well, I don't know if I want to do that. I don't. Well, you know, sometimes you don't get the option. You just have to be obedient. And uh, the other side too, I've always thrown this out and I've met people all my life. And to me, it's a very self-centered, selfish, small-minded way to look at life. Uh, they'll say, well, I don't have kids or that's behind me or I just, you know, whatever. 
I've always looked at life as seed. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, um, oh, my, my page just flipped, verse 8, um, famous verse that I, I love to use a lot. We, we quote it a lot here um, during these times. It says that God is able to make all abound, uh, grace abound to you, that you having all sufficiency in all things may have abundance to every good work. Verse 10 says, now he who supplies seed to the sower, bread for food, supply and multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. God is only able to multiply things you sow. He cannot multiply things you hope. He cannot multiply things you think. He cannot multiply things you plan. He only multiplies those things you've sown. And I've said this for years. There's many times when I used to travel all the time and uh, I, I miss that sometimes. I miss, you know, but there's other parts I don't miss at all. And the part that I've never missed at all is being away from my family on Sundays. And I've, I've met so many parents. I looked at somebody one day, was at church? She, the lady looked at me, she says, well, it's just hard for us to come to church on Sundays because my kids are small. I said, honey, I said, do you know how much I would love to go to church today with my daughter? I said, and sit there and be with her and lead her. I said, I don't get that option. I said, this is what I'm called to do. Every Sunday I'm in a different church. Some Sundays, if it's close, they're with me. So I have to come by myself. I said, I would love to be able to bless my kids and be with them. I said, but I'm not. I said, so I'm sowing seed to the kids I'm with. So when I was the guest speaker, I sometimes would play and joke and cut up with the kids, especially the teenagers. And I'd, I'd, I'd do stuff. I'd, I'd try to point them out. And I did youth camp, so I've always been drawn to kids. Kids keep you young. Can I have an amen? And thank God for them. And so I'd do that. But somebody would say, why'd you do that? Because that was seed sown. I knew if I sowed seeds in their life, God would take care of my kids. And thank God God's taking good care of my kids. Um, Molly needs some help. Can I have an amen? But all, overall, I'm just teasing. Overall, I'm so thankful. Molly's doing great. And um, so, so right now, I, I want to challenge you as we get ready to give. God can only multiply what you sow. And you got to give him something to work with. A friend of mine always uses that phrase, but it's so true. You got to give him something. And if you never give something, you never get anything. And not that we give to get but you just have to work the principles as they are. Uh, I didn't make them up. I just thank God I found them out. Who in here has ever done something and it worked and you didn't know why? Well, then you can't repeat that. I heard a minister say, and I did this for a while and I still do it sometimes. He said, anytime you do an event at church, anytime you do something in life that works, you ought to write it down. Now, I love my wife, but she ticks me off every now and then, about, about once a week. She'll make dinner. And it's the best it's ever been. I'll look at her, I'll say, do you know how you did this? This is the best you've ever made it. Well, no, I just kind of threw it together. I'm like, so I better enjoy it because I ain't ever getting it again. <laughs> However, if she had, I told her one time, I said, just put your phone up and film it. <laughs> just film it, just, just, just get it. She, she makes this Italian thing with hot peppers and sausages and, and I mean, it's hot. It, it'll blister you and I love it and it's got this olive oil oh, it's, just, oh, it's so good I had it last about two weeks ago I ate it for three days in a row I just love it which is why I didn't lose weight that way can I have amen <laughs> it was it was it was carb friendly pasta but it still had a lot of carbs and I didn't care and I looked at her I said hey this is the best it's ever been I said how'd you do it well I don't know I didn't really plan it I just threw it all together yep. <laughs> I was like well thanks a lot she looked at me and she's like, well, you know, I just, 
But once you figure out how to do it exactly, she made a cake right after we got married. It was a chocolate mousse cake. It was some kind of layers that were baked that were fragile. And in between it was, th was, was, it was five layer cake, real thin layers of this chocolate that was brittle. And so, I mean, you just touch it with your fork, it'd fall apart. I don't know how she did it. And then in between each layer was chocolate mousse. As God as my witness, I, uh, that is the best cake I've ever ate in my life. Has no idea how she did it. I have never had that cake again in my life. I look at it every now and then, I'll say, if you really loved me, you would know how to do that cake. Best thing I've best cake I've ever ate. And it was light and it was, it was thick, but it wasn't too sweet. Let's all just pause and give God the glory for that cake. Can I have an amen? Never gonna have it again. You know why? She does not know exactly, she, she can't find the recipe. And she just made it on a whim. But see, we have the recipe. We reap where we sow. And since we know the recipe, we can operate in that recipe all the time. And we can consider life always a sowing option. Um, I said this the other week to us, that men's thing. Um, and this is just me telling my business to, to make a point. Uh, when I go out to eat, I have a set amount I tip. I tip that amount every time. If I get $3, I tip that amount. If I get, I don't know what 20% of that would be. You gotta be pretty high of a meal to hit 20% on that. 10%, 100 bucks. I tip 100 bucks. I don't, I don't tip 100 bucks. My meal that I tip on is 100 bucks, 20%. I tip 20 bucks every time, every time. Because I remember when my mama wasn't working, living for the Lord, working in a truck stop, putting up with guys, being inappropriate, trying to make money. And I think about those kids working, that that could be my mama, or could have been my mama. And they need help. Can I have an amen? I do it every time. I do it all the time. I do it every now and then when they don't deserve it. And they should have got a dollar. But I still do it. You know why? You reap what you sow. It's amazing now that I go to certain restaurants all the time, how quick they are to wait on me and how extra I get treated. Last week, me and Pastor Chris messed up our schedules and I went to that restaurant, the one of them I go to, and I got a drink. I ate some chips and salsa and then I found out we were at the, I was, we had miscommunicated. So I told him, I said, I'll be over there and I'll meet you. And um, I looked at the girl and I said, give me the check. She looked at me and she goes, there ain't no check. You just had a drink. I said, that ain't right, honey. I said, I took something. I got to pay. <sighs> okay, Pastor Chris. And they call me Pastor Chris sometimes. Cracks me up. So I gave her the amount and I tipped. Why? Because I want to reap a harvest. Can I have an Amen. But I also am much more wanting to reap. I don't want good service. I want her soul living for Jesus. And I am not going to be that cheap preacher who comes in and pulls out a quarter. Can I have an amen? Ticks me off. Ticks me off and then telling you want to share Jesus. Bless that person. Love on that person. Can I have an amen? So hold your offering in your hand as we get ready to give. Again, thank y'all for love offering last week for pastor appreciation. Um, we bless you. We thank you. But Father, we lift our hands in our offering right now, Father, and we thank you for the ability to sow into other people's lives. Thank you, Father, right now that you give us the option, the opportunity to minister 
to other people through our offering. That as we give, other people are blessed. And Father, we thank you that next weekend, other people will be blessed. That we'll have an opportunity to bless those in our community and to bless each other. And to watch the men and women of the church blow stuff up. That's always a blessing, Father. Thank you, Father, that you always have your hand stretched open to us. In Jesus' name. And everybody says, Amen. If you want to give online, there's give.gracesummitchurch.org. All the ways to give. your Bibles with you, turn with me to Psalms 145, verse 15 and 16. I, um, I always preach from my notes. I always got my, it just makes it easier for me. Um, but my red on my printer at home is seeing Jesus. So my red is a little hard, so I may have to turn and look. Psalms 145, verse 15 and 16. Um, Verse 15 says, the eyes of all look expectantly to you and you give them their food in due season. You open your hand and satisfy the desire of every living thing. Everybody say, you open your hand. Here's an image I wanted you to get and I want you to think about. When I was a kid, I've told this before, but it bears repeating, especially on this topic. When I was a kid, I'd go up to my dad. Now, I, I knew at an early age, money was tight. And so, um, I, you know, I didn't want to ask for sometimes some things. Now, I asked for a lot, and then I realized, you know, as I got about nine, ten not to ask, uh, there's certain things as a kid I never asked to do just because I didn't want to make that a hard thing on my dad, money-wise. I always wanted to play golf, never asked for that. I always wanted to play, take piano lessons, never asked for that because I knew not only the lessons, we had to get a piano. Well, that's another hurdle, so I just, you know, you never asked. So every now and then, me and my dad would be out somewhere, we'd be doing something, and my dad, where he worked, which was a Duke Energy Power Company, they had vending machines, and he always had changed so he could get a drink during the day. Well, then later, he figured out, and, uh, they changed their whatever, and he started taking the lunch. But for a long time, he always had change, and he jingled. Who's ever had that dad? He jingled sometimes. And um, wasn't keys, change. I'd go up to Daddy many times. I'd say, Daddy, I said, they got a drink machine. We'd be at a part store, paint store, doing something. I said, can I get a drink? Well, yes, yeah, son, you want a drink? I'd say, yes, sir. And I'd say, um, and not all the time. Sometimes he'd say, now we're about to get something to eat. No. But, you know, if he didn't, he'd say, yeah. And I'd, I'd go over there. And he would always pull out that big hand. And that hand always blessed me and always made me tear up as a child because I could see certain scars. And uh, he always worked on stuff, so there was always like grease or, you know, embedded in the, in, in the fingertips and stuff. So I always think of that, that sweet, compassionate hand. I also thought about it as a harsh hand because there's a couple times when I got the judgment side of it. Can I have an amen? As I limped along like Igor out of Frankenstein, my dad would always go, I, that is not right. You, that, you are lying. I'm like, no, I'm not. And um, last time I ever got spanked, I was nine years old. Made up my mind, never happening again. Can I have an amen? And um, 
I deserved every bit of it. Can I have an amen? Okay, so anyway, so he would always get that big hand, that change. And I, I mean, it just, and it was full of change. My hands were much, my dad's hands were much bigger than mine. I mean, just full of change. Always. Take what you want. Well, the drink then was about 35, 45 cents. So I'd, I'd get a quarter, two dimes. I'd go over there and get me a can of Coke or whatever, and I'd walk back. Well, then I saw the, that glowing ray of sunshine, the vending machine that had a candy bar or popcorn or something in it. Or my, I loved bugles and corn chips. Oh, love both of them still to this day. And um, so I'd, and I'd come back a little bit later, and I'd say, Daddy, I saw some chips I wanted every time. Well, why didn't you get it then? I told you to take what you wanted. I was like, well, Dad, I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to ask for too much was the thing. He said, well, I said, take what you want. Now, it's always been easy for me to believe that God's good towards me because I had a good, heaven, a good earthly father. And I've always been reminded of the woman I met at a church. When I asked her, I said, and I said, let's pray that our good heavenly father blesses you. And all of a sudden, tears just break on her face. She goes, I can't do that. I said, why not? I'm thinking... She goes, I've never had a man be good to me in my life. She said, my dad was never good. The brothers were never good. She said, um, I've had two women in my life tell me this. She says, um, it was her and this other woman who was a, became a drug addict. She goes, uh, every man in my life's either been physically abusive, sexually abusive, verbally abusive. She says, I've never had a man ever be good to me. She goes, I can't even imagine a man being good to me. And I'm telling you in my heart, I, it broke. I broke for her. To never believe that a man could be good to you. And yet the Bible says that we, being earthly fathers who have evil intentions or bad intentions, can be good to our children. How much more will our Heavenly Father give good gifts to them who ask them? Amen. But now Psalms 145 uses this verse. It says here, you open your hand and satisfy the desire of every living thing. Uh, the message translation in that passage, verse 15 says, all eyes are on you, expectant. You give their meals on time. Generous to a fault, you lavish your favor on all creatures. I love that about God. He is generous. His entire nature is generous. His entire desire towards you is always to lavish and be generous. Now see, a lot of times we haven't heard that. We've been preached that God hates us or he's mean. We're uh, sinners in the hand of an angry God, that, that God is always working against us. You have some people who honestly believe that God is at the root of everything in their life, which is why people falsely accuse God. How can God be good and so much earth? Or if there's a God, good God in heaven, if there's even a God in heaven, how can so much calamity happen? Who in here knows? Because there's evil people on this earth that are inspired by a demonic spirit called Satan and that has upset people. Can I have an amen? That always intervenes and upsets. But yet the heart of God towards you is always good. Now, if you will, turn with me to Amos chapter 9, verse 13. Uh, this is from the message translation also. It's on the screen because I doubt many of y'all have a message translation, which you may. It says, yes, indeed, it won't be long now, God's decree. Things are going to happen so fast your head will swim. One thing fast on the hills of another. You won't be able to keep up. 
everything will be happening at once and everywhere you look, blessings. Blessings like wine pouring off the mountains and hills. I'll make everything right for my people Israel. They'll rebuild their ruined cities. They'll plant vineyards and drink good wine. They'll work their gardens and eat fresh vegetables and I'll plant them, plant them on their own land. They'll never again be uprooted from the land I've given them and everybody say amen. That's good words right there. Now, the, the, the thing is, though, I, I preached and I shared that months back in what I call my, our, our church partner letter. And we write that out. Now, most everybody who comes in person gets it. Um, if, if you want it in your own line, you have to ask for it. But I, but I made a covenant, and I was supposed to have one last week, me and Pastor Chris talking about, I, I, I had something that come up Thursday, and it has consumed me Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and it may consume me a little bit tomorrow still. And so I, I didn't get put my attention to that, so it'll go out next week. But I, but I never preached that letter, if that makes sense. I sometimes might mention or preach around the edge of it a little bit, but, 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 if I, but, if, but that was my covenant to anybody who gets the letter. This is something extra. So if you want the letter and don't get it, you need to let us know. If you don't want the letter, just don't tell me. Can I have an amen? Then I, that way I'm, I'm, I'm happy. That was a slight joke. And only Mark Wagon Connect called it. God bless you. Amen. I will not let you, I will not beat you as bad next time we play golf. In fact, I'll probably lose. Can I have an amen? See, I just gave myself a way to lose and not lose faith because that way I'm going to be generous. And um, that's only, only Mark gets that joke. So, you ha- so I, oh God, you got me thinking about golf. Stop, Mark, stop. Okay, can I have an Amen. So I've been, uh, that, that message, and so, so there's this uh, one partner and, and member, I, I consider them a member of our church, they're totally online, have never been inside this sanctuary. And they email me every now and then, and, uh, uh, and I do the same thing, I treat them just like I treat anybody here. They email me or text me or Facebook email me, and I will be honest, I have got more ways to get in touch with, and sometimes I get lost on how you got in touch with me and I can't find it again, because there's Facebook Messenger, there's Instagram Messenger, uh, I've had people do TikTok Messenger, um, then there's just email, then there's my personal email, then there's my Gmail, which is a backup email. Uh, can I have, so you got, but it's usually it's like Facebook Messenger with them, and they'll tell me what's going on, pray for this, well, I'll stop right then and pray. And so a lot of times I'll write a prayer out and I'll send it right back. And um, God has just supernaturally moved in their life. I mean, on several accounts, several accounts um, with jobs. Uh, and they've gone through some tragedy, especially last year, hard tragedy. Tragedy to the point that some people just quit serving Jesus. And who in here knows the secret when you go through tragedy? You never turn away from Jesus. I don't care what you're going through. That's not something we give up. Now, God bless my dad because I learned it from him. When he went through a divorce, my grandmother, trying to be supportive, said, Ray, don't give up on the Lord. And my dad looked at his mama like she had lost her mind. He said, Mama, I'm not leaving Jesus. The disciples themselves said he's the only one who has the words of eternal life. There is no other way place to go. There is no other way to live. And everybody ought to say a good amen to that. There's only one way to live and go. In fact, I joked at that men's conference. There's two conversations me and my wife have never had. Never. On a regular basis. One, will we go to church Sunday? Two, do we tithe Sunday? We've never had those two conversations. I will never have those two conversations. Now, the only time time we ever did is if we're on vacation. Or 
physically or something, maybe. Because you know you don't want to be a problem to anybody else. And, but it, you know, traveling, Lord, I didn't have that option. That's how I made a living. That's how God brought finances in our... So there's many times I left sick, got healed on the way there. There's actually times I would leave preaching, feeling sick, go preach, feel great, and be in a state of healing the whole time I'm there, and get home, and it would come back and attack me. I had that happen many times. So what'd you do? You just keep doing it. You never quit doing what you're called to do just because it gets hard. Thank y'all for that great eruption of praise right there. Amen. Okay. You never give up on that. That's when you dig in. That's when you keep going. That you, you know, that's like the alcoholic saying, I'm having a hard time. I'm not going to go to the meetings anymore. What would we tell that person? What would a Alcoholics Anonymous tell that person? No, that's where you need to be. That's the support group you need to have. That's how you need to stay. If you're a parent, you need to hang around good parents. You don't need to hang around the... I had a woman come up to me in the church one time and she goes, y'all just pray for me. I'm, I think I'm going to go through a divorce. I think my husband's going to leave me. I said, uh, honey, I, we got talking about, you know, talking about her. I said, well, honey, I'm an evangelist. I'm not the pastor. I'm not a counselor. I said, let me just ask you this, though. Have you been talking to your pastor yet? No, I haven't talked to him yet. I said, well, who have you been talking to? I've been talking to this lady I work with. You know, she's been married three times. That ain't the woman to talk to. Can I have an amen? You need to find somebody who's been married 20 years, 30 years, 18 years, 95 years, something. Not that person. And so that, that this member online sent me a text message and they said, you know, and they mentioned that I had in that letter done something on Amos 9.13. Now, now here's something about being a preacher uh, and a minister. There's sometimes God gives you words that you declare that you're still working on. So, so if you ever think I have it all together, I don't, even ha- I don't even have words for you. Can I have an amen? I mean, I, if, if you really think that, you know, we're all working out. We all work out our salvation with fear and trembling. And so um, what's funny to me, though, is sometimes revelation that I've got that I let slip. And I'm not walking in it like I should just because I've let life and sometimes distractions get things out of perspective. So I'm going to do this and let me see what my time is. Okay, so. Okay. Um, so about 20 years ago, I'm driving to Scranton, Pennsylvania. And I'm getting ready to preach up there in a little town called Old Forge. Which if, you're, if you know anything about the mobsters, that was a great mob hangout. And that little town was known for illegal gambling. I didn't know all that, driving up there then. And I had been at that church before, and I'm driving up, and I'm just in the car. I'm, I still remember, I'm driving a 98 Oldsmobile. Yep. Oldsmobile 98. And I'm just cruising up the interstate, and uh, thank God for an MP3 player, CD. And I'm listening to music and worshiping, and I'm praying about what to minister the next morning. So I spent about all day, which was from Charlotte, probably seven and a half, eight and a half hours, I can't remember, a long day, driving up there, and I know what I'm preaching next day, and I'm all excited about it. So I spent a good day praying, getting ready. Well, what I didn't know, that church was in the midst of this just Holy Spirit outpouring, revival. And as I'm about to go preach, I preach. That's the first time I ever preached on the life of Joseph from the book of Genesis, and I called it the force of favor. And that message changed my life. It changed my life. 
And what's funny was, as we started service that morning about 10 o'clock, worship went about 20, 30 minutes, and uh, they give me the service. I finished up probably about 11.30, and I figured we're going to pray for people for about 15, 20 minutes. We'll be at the restaurant by 1. Probably 2.45, we finally finished that service. From 11.45 to 2.45, I prayed for people. And I mean, it was, it was just liquid. So we go eat lunch at this great Italian restaurant, and then they had to get me back to the hotel about 4.30 to pick me up at 5.30. So I took a shower, put on another suit, go back for the six o'clock service. I get it about 6.15, wrap it up about seven, I mean about 6.30, wrap it up about 7.15, and I figured, you know, we'll, we'll be at the Italian restaurant again maybe by eight o'clock, nine o'clock. 10.30, we're still praying for people. I mean, it was just one of those weekends. It's one of my most fondest traveling memories. And then thank God, about a year later, my dad got to go with me, and it was still the same thing. And so my dad got to experience it. It was just a great time. And so um, I preached on the favor of God. I had seven points about Joseph's life that I did in those two services. Now, the only thing that ticked me off that weekend was after the service on Sunday night, I walked up to the sound guy. I said, I got to have the masters on that sermon. I said, can I get a copy? We plugged everything up wrong yesterday. We just found out there's no copies. And as much as I had been blessed by the favor of God, I wanted to kill that man. Can I have an amen? Right then, I just wanted to send him to the Lord. That made me so aggravated. I thought, I don't, I don't think I've ever preached it that good. It was just one of those anointed moments. So that message, I don't even know if it helped anybody there, changed me. I had always felt like, and that's one reason I like to preach on it, that God was against me. God was not working for me because the way I had grown up here in preaching. Because God, you know, God's gonna get you for that. God's trying you and God's pruning you and God's, you know, never ever realizing there were great scriptures and I knew there were, but they had just never blow up inside me of real that the Lord is with me and he, and he gives me favor not only with him but with man and if I'll apply those principles and if I'll activate it in my life I can walk in a different realm and it's been amazing there's been times whenever I will do that and I mean it's like all of a sudden the page is different because again, the Psalms 145 says what? You open your hand and satisfy the desire of every living thing. It is always the desire of God to bless you, to satisfy you, to increase you. But on the other side, you have to work with that. And if you don't give him something to work with, he can't do that. But the thing is, you can be a born again, spirit filled, tongue talking, healing, believing person and still not be giving him something to work with. So I get this great testimony, thanks to y'all, because of our partnership together as a church, ministering this person who doesn't even live in this state, telling me all the great things God has done in their life and how God has blessed their life and how God has taken them out of pit of despair and, and depression and God has turned it around. And now how, how all of a sudden, how rent has changed in their favor and, and God is blessing their landlord. And I mean, just, just one thing after another, God, God healed their eye. So, I mean, it's, and I honest, as a pastor, I said to my heart, I said, man, they're walking in that season that I had 20 years ago. Or it just seems like everything's falling off the tree. It's just like that Amos chapter 9. I didn't even know about Amos 9, 13 in the message translation back then. Or it says that things are going to happen. You won't be able to keep up. 
everything happened at once. Everywhere you look, blessings. Blessings like wine pouring off the mountains and hills. I'll make everything right again for my people Israel. They'll rebuild their cities. They'll plant vineyards, drink good wine. They'll work their gardens, eat fresh fruit, plant them, and they will never be uprooted from the land. I'd never even read that verse in the message translation 20 years ago, but that's what I was living in. In fact, one of my stories about back then, me and Lisa go to a furniture store to buy a recliner. And money's tight. When I say tight, you know, one time the neighbor looked and their kid had swallowed a quarter. And they said, well, go get Pastor Chris to come over here. He can get a quarter out of anybody. Can I have an amen? You know what I mean? I mean, money was tight. And um, so we go to look and we found this um, comforter and first, really first couch thing we'd ever bought. We've been married, you know, probably 10 years, eight, nine years. And so we're buying this. And uh, Lisa looked at me and she said, well, let's get you a recliner. And I, and I don't like recliners in a way because to me that's where old men go to sleep on Sunday afternoon. Can I have an amen? As I've gotten older, I like that recliner. Okay. But when Sarah Beth was little on every Sunday afternoon, I'd say, let me go rock her a little bit while you cook dinner. Lisa would come in there. <laughs> Man, I'm out. Sarah Beth's out. I love that recliner. And so, I, so we go look at this recliner and we're looking at the cheap recliners on sale. Two fifty nine. I still remember this. And we're looking at them, and I didn't like any of them. But on the very end is this one recliner. And it looks almost, but not quite, almost like every other recliner. It's marked 259. I'm sorry, 199. It had it marked down from 259 to 199. I sat in it, and I looked at the guy, and I said, well, I don't like these, but I do like that one for 199. Just like these, I said, I want that one. This kid walks over there, messes with it, yanks the tag off. He goes, well, you can't have that one. I said, okay. You know, so I decided not to get a recliner. If I couldn't get what I wanted, I don't want to have a recliner that I'm not going to enjoy. So we go to check out. The manager looks at me. He said, did everything go well? I said, yes, everything's good. But I, I got to be honest, I wasn't upset about it. I was, in a, I was in a state of favor. I was just happy with Jesus. I was happy that we were getting a couch and a little love seat for, my, for Lisa and the kids. You know, I was happy we was doing it. And he said, I have to go. I said, yes, the strangest thing is, I said, I found a chair up there I liked. When I mentioned it, I said, the, the guy yanked the tag off and said I couldn't have it. I said, that's okay. I said, that was just kind of strange. He goes, who did that? He goes, which chair? He goes, give me a minute. He walks away. He's gone. Good 10 minutes, probably. The best I remember. And he finally comes back. He goes, sir, do you want that chair? I said, well, I did. I said, but, you know, I said, I don't want to cause an issue. He said, if you want that chair, I'll sell you that chair for $199. I said, well, that is the chair I'd prefer to have. I said, you know, it's like all the others. I said, but I said, it did sit different. He said, well, that's because that's the lazy boy chair. He said, and that lazy boy is not supposed to be up there. Come to find out that was about a $600 chair 20 years ago. He says, but we priced it wrong, and if you want it, you can have it. And that kid should have known better because his dad is the president of Lazy Boy. So the reason he yanked it so he could cover his tracks. I said, well, I ain't trying to get anybody in trouble. I said, I just, you know, I said, I said, it's okay. He goes, no, 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 if you want it, you can have it. I said, well, then I want it. And I enjoyed that chair for years. I finally decided them old men weren't having a bad issue. Amen? That was a smart thing to do. <laughs> Fall asleep with that chair. Had this thing where it did, and it locks back as it went back. I, I hate it when you get in a chair and it won't lock. And I didn't know this. Life, Lazy Boy has lifetime warranty on the, on the mechanics. I didn't know that. But I was thinking back on that. And I, was, and I had the, the misappropriated thought. 
I'm so glad they're in that season of favor in their life where it seems like everything's just dropping down. But man, I miss it in my life. And I'm not missing it if I'm looking for it. But see, it comes by expectation. Now, I've got a 2012 Ford F-250. I still remember two years ago, I think it's two years I've had it, me and Mark's talking, and I'm looking at trucks. And I'm looking at 150s. But I'm lusting, I mean, looking at Mark's truck, can I have an amen? And I say it that way joking because he's got a 250, and it's got that diesel. And it's got that turbo. I love it, turbo. You crank that puppy up in the first month, you hear, yeah, that turbo wind up. Sounds like you're about to blow up something. Can I have an amen? It just sounds like, and my dad would have loved that truck. And I started looking at Mark's truck. And so I left two years ago, the fall festival, and I said, at least look at She said, if that's what you want, that's what you get. She said, get what you want. So I started looking. Man, I could not go anywhere that I did not see Ford F-250s. I had never seen a Ford F-250 before in my life. I'd never paid attention to an F-250. But now all of a sudden, I've, I started paying attention enough to them in just like two weeks. I could tell, that's an older model. That's a 6.0 model. Oh, that's a 6.4 model. That's the engine size. Oh, that's a 6.7 model. And I would, I just sit back and say, I, I, I guess I'll have to get a 6 or 6.4 because I can't afford a 6.7. I mean, 6.7 is a great engine. But I couldn't see anything but that. You know why? That's what had captured my attention. And that's where Jesus said, if your eye be evil, everything's evil. But if your eye's full of light, everything's full of light. So see, in the day we live in, which is coming up into 2024, it's 1215, so we'll wrap up, and I'll finish next week. 2024 is gonna have a great, it's gonna have great things. Now, I'm gonna say this, 2024, I thought 2020, I really believe 2020 is gonna be a great year. Not only we had COVID, we had race riots, we had political division, had an election. I mean, Lord, you, I mean, it was just economy kind of got, got wonky there for a little bit. I mean, just a lot of things. But if you look back in hindsight, in some ways, 2020 was a good year. I know of churches that did better financially 2020 than they ever did. We did better financially 2020 than we ever did. But then we also had some other issues. But who in here knows that when you know that God's favor and his open hand is extended to you, it helps you handle all those frustrating moments, those tragedies, those times in a better atmosphere and, ha- uh, a better atmosphere and heart because you know that you're not having to work against God, that God is desiring to work with you through that process. That's why no matter how bad we think we screw our life up, God is able to redeem it if we'll give it to him. He can always redeem. I shared this. First time I ever preached in a jail was in Clayton County. I was preaching for Scott Reese as a guest preacher, and he said, well, he says, I'm supposed to preach at the Clayton County Jail Monday night. He said, will you go with me? I said, well, I'll go. I said, you know, I said, I, I had never done that before. And then when, I, when you go into Clayton County Jail, they lock you in there with everybody. Yeah. Well, I didn't expect that. So I'm sitting down. It's just me and Scott, and there ain't nobody else there. And all of a sudden you hear clank. I said, what'd they do? He said, well, we're locked in. I'm like, do what? And then all of a sudden, in comes all the orange jumpsuits. And let's just say not everybody looks happy to be in church. <laughs> Honest to God, I thought, dear God, and I saw a couple guys with a toothpick. I thought, they're going to stab me in the jugular. I'm going to bleed out right here in the middle of this service. 
Oh, Lord Jesus, if there's any sin in my life, just forgive me, just heal me, just, just touch me. And I still remember this one guy stood up, ball-headed, looked like an Adonis, just looked like a, a you know, muscle, probably, probably lived in the gym. And I thought, first, time, first moment he stood up, I thought, where's this going? He goes, I just want to thank, they had that tone. He was happy about Jesus, but with a little sternness, you know what I'm saying? But he had that smile. He said, I just want to thank Jesus that I got caught selling and trafficking cocaine. And I'm going to get to have about 10 years on my sentence. He, was, he had started his sentence at the Clayton County Jail. He goes, but I want to thank God that I got, I got arrested because in prison I've been saved. I've been filled with the Holy Ghost. He goes, and I've got a ministry here seeing other people delivered and set free by the power of God. I just thank God for his hand on my life. That's a big heart right there. That's big eyes that see that God's working and redeeming your life. Do you know there's a guy in Texas that it was actually illegal for him to get released from jail? It was against state law. And he got praying about it and the state of Texas changed the law and let him go because they saw that he had reformed. So somebody says, well, I don't understand that. Who in here has ever seen Danny Johnston here? One of my dearest friends. Danny Johnston, right after he got saved, he was about to go to prison. And they had every right and according to his testimony, reason to send him to prison for years. And the judge looked at him and said, what do you call it whenever it's not suspended? Is it suspended? Is it what, I'm looking at Tony. Well, what, you know, like when they give you a sentence, but they don't. Is it, is it suspended? Probated, yeah. That's what they did with Danny. And buddy, he had a bunch of felonies and all this other stuff against him. But thank God he's all that's been redeemed and he's got his voting back and all that stuff. You hear him talk about it. I mean, he'll just say, man, he's like, dear God, if there's anybody deserve to go to jail, it was me. But yet, yet God's open hand of favor was extended to him. Why? Because Danny's open heart was extended towards God. So as we get ready to go into 2024, now I, I got some other things I'm gonna share. We'll share it next week, but I'm, I'm gonna say this. Every October, I always, it seems, get some kind of direction for the next year. And I've never figured it out. I only know of one other minister who says that. But I found out last night, October, and it usually is on average, is the Jewish New Year. And we just celebrated Rosh Hashanah. Well, I said we celebrated. I didn't really celebrate. You know, <laughs> Israel celebrated Rosh Hashanah. Jews didn't celebrate just a couple weeks ago. And I truly believe in 2024, we have to set our heart towards God, looking for his open hand as we look to him with our open heart. And if we do that, God's provision will always be there no matter what we're in. And God's goodness will be manifested. But I'm gonna step down as I say this, it only happens when you start looking for it. Because if not, you'll see everything else. I watched a magician one time. I had videotaped it. And uh, I like watching that. And I love the, what do you call it? The, sh the showmanship of it. And this guy's in a, got that big cape on. He was real flamboyant. But he's standing in front of a black screen curtain. And I mean, out of nowhere, he's pulling birds. And I don't mean like just pigeons or doves. I mean, I'm talking those gigantic, you know, macaw birds from out of nowhere. I mean, it's amazing, but I had video recorded it. And that video recorder VCR had frame by frame. So I'm sitting there frame by framing him, trying to figure out how he did it. 
and I, I saw one of them. I don't know how he did all of them, but I saw one. And this is what he did. Come to find out that cape must have had 40 birds in it, somehow stuck in there. And I say 40, maybe 10, 12. But one of them was that McCall bird. You know, those big ones, you know, loud bird stuff. And all of a sudden I noticed he does like this. And he did something and there was some smoke or something. What'd you say? Distraction. Distraction. That's exactly right. And at the same time, he had his hand here yanking that bird out of some pocket. But since he was in black, the cape was black and the background's black, you can't see anything he's doing. But his, nothing was done secretly. Because, I mean, again, but because I think his gloves were even black. Just had like a little white stripe or something. I mean, it didn't, but as he pulled it, I saw the red feather real quick. I felt like I had become a genius all of a sudden. <laughs> I know the secret. I know how he did it. But see, the secret to it wasn't where it was. It wasn't how he did it. It was the fact that he got you to look somewhere else. And that is Satan's goal every day of your life, to get you to look somewhere else. And don't you ever do it. That's why Jesus set his face like flint to obey the will of God. Again, only Jesus has the words of life. And as we go into 2024, um, just throw this out for the day we live in. You got Israel fighting on two fronts. You got Iran saying they're gonna fight for Gaza if they attack Gaza. If Iran fights, and that means Russia's with Iran. If we come in, which we've already shot down missiles, that means we could be at war with Iran. China has said they may come in too. Then you got all the surrounding countries. Now I'm just gonna throw this out for prayer. We're maybe three to four weeks away that if things go bad, you could have a world war. And you've already got one country, Israel said, they may use nukes if necessary. So I promise you when one goes off, a bunch are going off. Now, nukes are just a weapon. A very long lasting weapon, but just a weapon. And some people look at it that it's just no more different than anything else. Other people look at it, but then you also have the size of it. So, and we don't know that. There's a difference between tactical nukes and strategic nukes. Strategic take out multiple cities. Tactical can take out a small part of a city. Is that our music? Okay, okay. I just heard it all of a sudden. That's all. But here's the thing. You don't need to live in fear of any of that. God's plan, God has known about the day you live in all your life. Somebody looked at Luke not long ago and they said, man, how could you even have a child? Haley, Nicole, how could you even have a child in the day we live in with all the turmoil? He said, we've always had turmoil. He said, what's that got to do with anything? I thought, man, I'm proud of him. Can I have an amen? I said, who told you that, Luke? I knew he was going to say me. He said, my granddaddy. Can I have an amen? <laughs> but my dad, my dad did preach that. So here's as we get ready to close, I want you to do this. Set your heart to see God's open hand in your life. I'll throw this out. In about the last month, I've realized my mistake. I had quit expecting and anticipating those verses like I had done 20 years ago. So I started putting into practice what I did 20 years ago. And would you believe all of a sudden all that stuff started happening again? 
just goodness, God's open hand towards me in my life. And some people would say, well, I guess God sent me through a dry season. No, I made it dry. Well, let me ask you a question. I love Jackson. I tell Molly I love him more than her just to push her buttons, amen. But she started it. Because she told me one time, she goes, I don't even come down to see you. I just come to see him. I said, that's all I need to know. Amen. Next time your car needs repairing, Jackson can do it. Amen. And Jackson would. He would tear it apart. He, he could do it. Or at least he says he can. I wouldn't do anything to hurt that little kid. I mean, he, he fills my heart with joy. I can look at pictures of him and I just well up with so much. You know what I'm saying? I do, I, I do, I've done it with your kids for years. I'll see your kids' pictures on Facebook and there's just something about it and it's just so sweet. Why would I put them through a dry season? But now if they turn their heart from me and I can't help them, then it's dry as far as this relationship. Is that right? But I didn't do it. I didn't tell them one time to leave. I've only told one of my kids that if they wanted me to, I will never help you again. I did tell one of them. And I meant every word of it. Because I'm not going to be a bother. And it was kind of heated. But I looked at him, I said, I said if, you, if you don't want to, I said, I'll, I'll never do another thing. I said, I promise you, I'll never do another thing. I said, all I'm trying to do is help. And I said, the next time you ask for help, you have to ask for it because I'm not going to offer it. I said, because you've let me know you don't want it. And they're like, well, no, I don't mean that. I said, well, I just want to make sure we understand because I do mean it. But see, the whole point of that is the heart has to be open. And if your heart's open, God will move anyway. He can. The Bible says that God looks to and fro across the whole earth, looking to show himself strong to those whose hearts are pure towards him. Do you know the Bible says almost the same thing about Satan? It says that he runs to and fro, seeking whom he may devour. What is the difference of the two? One seeks to bless, one seeks to curse. What is the difference of the person? Who they're looking at. Because it's the same principle. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you right now for your goodness, your blessing, and your mercy upon us. We thank you, Father, for all that you do for us. And that, Father, you draw us with your open hand. You have called us with your open hand. And we thank you, Father, in Jesus' name, right now. If you'd say, Pastor Chris, I'm not born again and I don't know the Lord uh, Jesus as my Savior. I want to challenge you right now to make him the Savior of your life. All you have to do, and this is mostly to everybody online, is to ask Jesus to come into your life. Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's all it takes. Just call upon the name of Jesus with the heart that is expecting for him to move in your life. And I promise you he will because Jesus is faithful. In Jesus' name. And everybody says, Amen. Amen. Now, uh, Greg, go ahead and get the mic. The um, only thing I want to encourage you again, if you did not sign up to help with the fall festival, um, cards are somewhere uh, I'll do, I, I do, do, do it this way Eli if you'll do this Eli's going to be standing by that door if you need a card get one fill it out real quick give it to him or give it to somebody 
give it to somebody who should get it. Can I have an amen? Just don't walk up to somebody at McDonald's and say, look at me later. So I gave my card to somebody. Uh, give it to uh, me, Pastor Chris, uh, Greg or somebody, or, or Eli, and let us know that you can help. It's going to be a fun night. It's always a fun night, and um, it's going to be a, a great time. So please, if you can, take a moment and sign up. Thank you, Greg. All right, amen. Thank you, Pastor. Wonderful session, wonderful season we're in. Amen. I was just making Thanksgiving plans yesterday. Isn't it great? We have a season of Thanksgiving and a celebration, the greatest birthday party ever. And we do celebrate that. We're gonna celebrate the Jesus' birthday. Okay, our announcements for today, second Saturday prayer night, all right. This is great. If you're not coming to these, there's about 15 normally come up with these. These are quiet, these are solemn, these are fun. Dinner solemn again is fantastic. You're missing out because we come and it's a different spirit. It's a different spirit there and we cover all bases, all bases. So if you're not coming to uh, Second Saturday Prayer Night, awesome. Next one up. Here we go, talk about Christmas, here you go. Uh, November 4th, of course, at 11, uh, the ladies, ooh, can get contentious ornament exchange. I will have two security people here for that one. Yeah, because that can get that can get a little loud sometime. I'm like, hmm. Is that a is that a scream of delight or is that somebody getting no, it's a, it's a very good time. All right, every Wednesday course Bible study. These are great. Uh, you can you can watch them. They're they're back to back. If you missed the very opening, you can just wait and it replays. It's great. That's right. Pastor on replay, right? No replay, no rewind needed. He's back in there. All right, here we go. One more time. Our Harvest Festival, weather looking good for this. All right. Uh, all the, yeah, yeah, corn dogs, s'mores, funnel cake, blah, 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 games, face painting. Hey, oh, and at the very bottom, for some reason, yes, that we will fi finish off with the ever impressive firework pyrotechnic display. All right. And of course, small groups always, 945 to 1030. Somebody brought evil Krispy Kreme donuts this morning. Thank you very much. Uh, all right. And of course, first Sunday, always first Sunday afterward, uh, soup and salad coming up in November. That's always a good time. So always bring someone with you. Not the person you normally come with. Okay, at least clarify that. It's somebody else that you normally don't come with. So first Sundays. All right, and not on the day, but of the day, right? Here we go. Of the day is coming in, great group, uh, great harmony, great message. November 19th, coming to Grace Summit. Do not miss this. And this is a great time to bring somebody else too because this group is awesome. They are, they are, they are dedicated and they sound great and they have a great message that I've already said. All right, that's it. Go and spread the gospel. Sorry, what was the last one? Oh, there we go. Oh, well, uh, pastor appreciation continues. Sorry, thank you. There's two buckets. I think there are boxes in the back. Uh, for One for Pastor Hamby and one for Pastor Chris and Lisa. PAD continues. So if you missed it last week or you feel the urge, uh, there's, there's, uh, there's, there's room for more presence for our pastors who are highly deserving. Always out there for us, 24-7, seven days a week. All right, they're always there for us. So let's stand. Lord, we thank you for this beautiful day. We thank you for the sun. 
Lord, we thank you for your son, more importantly. We thank you for what you have done for us this day and what you do for us every day. We will go forth now and spread the gospel of Jesus Christ, because that's why we're here. You are dismissed. Have a great day out there.